Okay, so today's daf is Kuf Tet Vav, 115 in, uh, in We are eight lines from the top of the Amud, where we left off yesterday. Uh, where it says, Oh no, that was not, uh, one line lower, right? Amar Ravina, Ravina said, Amar li Rav told me, the son of Rav Natan, that's the full name, Rav Mishashiyah, the son of Rav Natan, told me, Hachi, this is what Hillel said in the name of the tradition. A person should not combine the matzah and the maror together uh, and, uh, and eat them at the same time. Why? Because we hold that matzah nowadays is deoraita and maror is deorabanan. And uh, and therefore, if you eat them at the same exact time, so you're going to uh, nullify them. One is going to nullify the other. In other words, if you have something which is, if there are mitzvot that are that both are on the same footing, one, both are deoraita, and you eat them at the same time, that wouldn't one would not nullify the other because they're each intrinsically significant. But when you have an, uh, a mitzvah midurabanan, is considered like nothing from the perspective of deoraita. It doesn't have the same stature. So therefore, if you're eating the maror, at the same time you're eating the matzah, it will uh, interfere with and nullify the, um, uh, the, the, the mitzvah deoraita that you're eating, which is the matzah. As I mentioned before, uh, really the, uh, the maror is, is a component of the... Um, is a component of the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. So we only do it nowadays as a derabanan. It's not, it's not deoraita. Now this Hillel that's mentioned here is Rav Hillel, who is the Amora. He was a little bit of a controversial Amora for other reasons, but we're not going to get into that right now. But uh, it's not the Hillel, the Tana, that we're going to talk about in a second. What? He says to do that. Well, yeah, because Hillel the Tana actually says to do, did that, and uh, also uh, Rav Hillel is is controversial because he's the one that said the Mashiach isn't coming because uh, because the Chizkiyahu Hamelech was a Mashiach, and yeah, he was a little bit controversial. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, so uh, he said don't mix them together because the Derabanan of the Maror is going to uh, is going to negate the uh, mitzvah of the. Um, of the and even according to uh, those who say that mitzvot in general don't nullify one another. In other words, if you're eating two things that are both a mitzvah, they will not nullify each other. That's only if you have two deoraita mitzvot. In other words, if you were eating the korban pesach together with the matzah, maybe that wouldn't nullify one another because they are both deoraita, and that would wouldn't be interference. Or right, or if you have two rabbinic mitzvot that you're consuming at the same time, and you would say that they wouldn't nullify each other. Even according to the one, in other words, there are those that say that even when you have two deoraita mitzvot, they would interfere with each other. But even according to the one that says that they don't, if they're on the same level, definitely if they're on different levels, the one that's on the lower level is like interfering with the mitzvah that is the uh, that you're actually trying to fulfill, and um, and the uh, and and therefore you can't eat the matzah and the maror at the same time. And who is the one who says that mitzvot that are on the same level at least do not negate one another? That's Hillel. That's the Tanah Hillel, not Rav Hillel, who was later. He was the Amora. We're talking about the uh, Rav Hillel. We're talking about the, the original Hillel, who is the one that we uh, that we mentioned at the Seder. Okay, the one that we say Zechel Mikdash Hillel. That Hillel is the Tanya Hillel Like it says that Hillel used to make, uh, make him into a sandwich, and as we know, the matzah that we that they had then was more like the soft matzah that is that exists today that the Syrians and the Temanim use. It's more like, almost like a lafa kind of consistency. You can bend it and it's soft, and so therefore they would, he would make a sandwich out of it. He would eat the matzah and the together. Uh, and Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said 
that that the colleagues of Hillel disagreed with this approach that you should combine the matzah uh, together in a sandwich. Because the Baita says maybe you'll think that you have to combine them together into a sandwich and eat them the way that Hillel did. This is actually, I think, a mix of two different psukim. Um, really, it says, um, I mean, the uh, what it has a letter here. What does it say? Uh, what should it actually say? No, it's just citing. Oh, it's just citing? No, because it has in the bet there that uh, it should say Okay. See, so he's saying that according to the Rashbam, it's a different pasuk. Yeah, he says it's a it's a different it's a different pasuk. Okay, either way, the fact is that it says afilu means eat it, right? It's not you know so it's so it's saying that it's not yochlum eat them it's yochluhu eat it so it's saying each one by itself afilu you don't have to combine them together. So that sounds like so the, the gemara is assuming that that means you don't combine them together. Do not do it. But then, if that's true, then why does the Brayta say, even if you eat them separately, it's okay? Even if you eat them separately, it's okay, means that you might think that you have to eat them together, but you don't have to eat them together. It doesn't mean you can't eat them together. This is what the Brayta says. Um, you might have thought, that should definitely be a nun and not a vav. It's got to be a typo. Because this is Hebrew, it's not, uh, not Aramaic, right? So you might have thought that you wouldn't fulfill the mitzvah unless you combine them together into one entity, unless you ate them the way that Hillel ate them. So See, now it says, that, uh, so the, now it says that you have to eat them, to, it says, even if they are separate, each one, can uh, can be eaten separately. So that means that, in other words, the que- this Brayta wasn't saying that you can't eat them together. It was saying that if you didn't eat them together, then it would be okay. You would still fulfill the mitzvah despite the fact that they weren't together. So it's not saying that you cannot do it. It's just saying that it's not ma'akev. It doesn't prevent you from fulfillment of the mitzvah that you, uh, that you didn't eat them together, contrary to m- what you might think. Now, so he says... Uh, so that's not an opinion against Hillel, right? So it's still saying that the Chachamim disagreed with Hillel, though, and they said that you shouldn't do that, you should eat each one separately. Now, now that we don't have a definitive answer, whether according to Hillel or the rabbis, because you see that this Brayta seems to actually sympathize with Hillel, so what should you do? This is describing exactly what we do at the Seder. First, we eat the Matzah, with the bracha of achilat matzah. Then we eat the maror with the bracha of achilat maror. And then we eat them together without a bracha. Zechel, a mikdash kilel. We make a, it's to remember the bet of mikdash the way that Hillel did. Now, why can't you, right? They ask, why can't you just do the matzah by itself and then do uh, the matzah and the maror together? Why do you have to do all three steps, right? So it says, since the, uh, according to, once you've eaten the matzah already, Right? So now the matzah becomes rushut. It's not a mitzvah anymore. We just said mitzvot mevatlot zoetzo. They'll negate each other. So once you already ate the matzah, so now you come to eat the matzah with the maror, and now the maror is in mitzvah midrabanan, 
And the matzah is not a mitzvah anymore because you already ate the matzah first. Right? In other words, when you first eat the matzah, you can't eat them together because the matzah is deoraita and the maror is derabanan. Once you've already eaten the matzah by itself, now the, matzah, the maror is derabanan and the matzah is just extra. Right? So you can't eat them together again because the maror won't fulfill because the maror is, is at least a mitzvah derabanan and the matzah is now not a mitzvah at all because you already fulfilled the mitzvah of the matzah. So that's why you have to do three stages. Right? You have to do first matzah by itself, then maror by itself, and then finally matzah and maror like Hillel said. Okay, whereas Hillel would say that actually you could just do it, uh, you know, you'd be able to, uh, to do it, uh, the matzah by itself and then the matzah and the maror together because, uh, uh, I mean, actually, even according to him, I guess he would, uh, according to him, you have to do it together, right? So you'd be, what so. What you make on it? What? So yeah, so that, so I, the Ram, so it's interesting because the Rambam says the Rambam says that that's what you did, that in times of the Beit Hamikdash they did like Hillel. He says they brought the sandwich together and they said uh, I think I believe that's a bracha the Rambam says he has one bracha. Why would it be? It's one mitzvah to eat it together. So it's not chavilot. You're too you're too focused on chavilot chavilot. According to Hillel, the mitzvah is to do it together. So how is that two mitzvot? It's, we, we have to do it together. Right. No, no. According to Hillel, you do it together. That's the way to do it. It's not a chavilot. Chavilot is using one object to do, to do two mitzvot. Here, you have, if you have to do them together, then you have to do them together. Why is it, uh, why is it chavilot, chavilot? You have to do it together. It's not a... That's what... According to Hillel, yes. yes. And according to the other rabbis, no. So according to Hillel, that yes, so it's just it's a mitzvah to eat it together as a sandwich. So it's not chavilot, it's that's the way you do it. Uh, according to the Chachamim, it's not an issue really of chavilot, because you're not using a... Chavilot is using the same item to do two mitzvot. It's not doing two mitzvot at the same time. If you could do, if you're able to walk and chew gum at the same time, it's okay. You know? Like you could wear tzitzit, wear tefillin, and also learn Torah. You're doing three mitzvot at the same time. Nobody says chavilot, chavilot. You could do as many mitzvot at the same time as you're capable of doing. It's saying don't use the same entity for mo- multiple mitzvot. So it wouldn't be a, a case of multiple, uh, of the same entity, uh, multiple mitzvot in this case. So now, the, um, so, so, uh, so, yeah, so according to Hillel, you have to do it that way. According to the um, according to the Chachamim, we do it at the end just as Zechal Mikdash. Now Amar Bielazar Bielazar says Amar Bielshaya Koshet Tibulo B'Mashke. So this comes to another thing. So anything which you dip, any vegetable that's dipped really in um, in uh, liquids of the Yad Shachadam, the the liquids that are the ones that are Mikabel Tumah that are that provide Hechsher Tumah really. So those are which are wine and blood and uh, Shemen is oil and Chalav milk. And tal is dew, which you might say is the same, sort of the same thing as water, but, um, and then there's dvash and there's maim. So there's, uh, so honey and, and, and water. So these different liquids, all, if they, uh, you know, can convey tum'ah and can be, uh, create hechsher tum'ah, which means they can qualify the, uh, the, an item to become tabay. So anytime you dip a vegetable in one of these liquids, it's, uh, it, it's really one should wash their hands. And that's something that's really halakha even nowadays, according to most of the Rishonim, that if a person's, let's say, for example, dipping, uh, dipping in uh, vinegar, dipping vegetables in oil or vinegar or whatever and eating it, or even in honey, um, they would be uh, required to wash their hands beforehand. And, uh, and, and that's why we wash before we do the karpas, because really the karpas is... Um, the varshiti bulobe mashke. We're dipping it into an item that is vinegar. In our case, people do it. I've seen it. Yeah, people do it. People who are people who are very makpidim be mitzvot. They do it. Sure. 
without a bracha. It's in the Shulchan Aruch for sure. Shulchan Aruch says you have to do it. In fact, the Gra even says you have to do it with a bracha. The reason why we don't say a bracha is because the Tosafot here actually, the Tosafot here says, oh, this doesn't really apply today. We're not careful about Tum'ah. Why are we being careful about Tum'ah? In this respect, we only have the, the only thing we're careful about is Srach Tum'ah, which is the, uh, which is the washing for bread, but we're not careful about ve- dipping vegetables, so we shouldn't really have to do this. And therefore, he says that you don't do the Netilat uh, Yedaim of the Tibulah Tibula Bemashke. And that's the reason why, uh, today we don't say a bracha on it. But according to the Gra, you have to say a bracha on it even. He says it's wrong with it. That they said that it doesn't apply. Yeah, of course. The Rambam and the Gar almost always they uh, convert. I mean, very often on things like that. Whenever the Tosafot comes in and kind of changes what the simple, straightforward halacha is, it's very common for the Rambam and the Gra both to to go towards the what the original halacha of the Talmud. Anyway, so that's what it says. Now, and, and it makes. And I'll tell you one raya that the prob- that that you could bring. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should change your practice. But I'm saying there's one thing that that, that supports the idea. I, I don't. I don't say Rachan washing for davashet but I'm just saying that in one of the proofs that the uh, that it must be right, that the Gra must be right and the Rambam must be right, is that netilat yadaim for the karpas, right? The whole thing is it's supposed to surprise the kids. What's the surprise for the kids? That instead of bringing bread to the table, you bring a vegetable, right? Now, if you already know, because they're going to do netilat yadaim, say, no, don't say a bacha, don't say a bacha netilat yadaim. So then what's the surprise that they brought a vegetable? You already told them that you're not saying a bacha netilat yadaim. They already know it's not going to be bread. You know, so it's, it's a good raya for the, for the, what they say, it's a good proof for, for the grub. Anyway, I'm not saying it's decisive. I'm just saying it's a good, uh, good proof. What? Right. Well, that's the whole thing. You, on less than a kazai, yeah, that you have to have a kazai because otherwise, why would you have to? Why would you have to wash? Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, there's whole discussion about that too. But shemamina, hi chasa. We hear from this that this vegetable tarichli shakuev chaloset. You have to dip it all the way into the chaloset. Why? Because what's the real issue that you have to wash your hands for davar mashke? Really, the main reason is because uh, you're going to touch the liquid. Not because the vegetable, it's because you're going to touch the liquid, right? So it says, Mishum Kapa, because of the Kapana. The Kapa seems to be some kind of a poison, some kind of a, uh, some kind of a, uh, uh, a, something in the vegetable that would make the person sick. And the Kharoset was supposed to neutralize it. That's what it was for. You know, that was what the Kharoset was for. We're going to see more about that soon. If you don't have to, to dip them all the way into the liquid, so what do you have to wash your hands for? You're not going to touch the liquid, right? So obviously you have to push it all the way in because if you didn't have to push it all the way down, then why do you have to wash your hands? You're not going to touch the liquid anyway. Right? The haroset doesn't evolve at this point. He's talking about the maror. No, no, he's talking about the... No, he's not talking about... uh, I mean, either one. Either haroset or uh, it could be whatever you're using for the karpas. It doesn't matter. Either one. Right, but he, but he's saying that, uh, and and first of all, there are this is a this is a good proof for the Rambam because the Rambam says you're supposed to dip the karpas in the haroset also. It's a, the yeah, this is actually no, this is a good this is a good proof for the Rambam actually says that you're supposed to that you see from here you're supposed to dip it in the uh, supposed to dip yeah they have to you have to dip uh, both vegetables into the haroset he says yeah not like what we do even the even the even the karpas you have to yeah. Right, that covers it also. Right, but then, then you, this wouldn't be a, this wouldn't be relevant then. It has to be done by kapas. Right, so haroset or whatever they're dipping it in, you know. But in this case, you know, yeah, according to the Rambam, they actually dip in haroset for kapas also. We don't do that, but that's yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so it says, But maybe really, you don't have to dip it all the way in. And the thing is that it's just the fragrance of that charoset or whatever it is that you're dipping in alone that is going to kill, that's going to neutralize the bad stuff that's in the vegetables. So maybe you don't have to dip it all the way in. Huh? Uh, you're, you're the doctor. Don't ask me. What do I know? So then why do you need Maybe you'll come to touch the liquid and maybe if you touch the liquid, you're going to make it to me. That's why they made you wash your hands. So it's not that you have to. In other words, don't confuse it. It's not that you have to dip it all the way in. It's that we don't, it's that the, the, the fact, when it says tibul, it doesn't necessarily mean immersion all the way in. It might mean that or it might not, but we're still worried that you might touch the liquid, whether you're supposed to or not. Some people like getting more liquid on it, so they're going to dip it more further in. The Shulchan Ruch actually says you should dip it all the way in. But anyway, you should not leave the more in the Chaloset for too long because Dilma Agav because the sweetness, the sweet spices are going to take away the bitterness of the vegetable. And you won't taste the maror anymore. So you don't want to make it too sweet. One time, I was walking with Ravna Ukva Vitarash and he told him the following. Even though a person washed his hands for the first dipping, he has to wash his hands for the second dipping. Now, obviously, if we're talking about the seder, we're talking about the washing of Hamotzi in that case, right? Now, the rabbis told this to Rafa It must be that he wasn't talking about the seder. He was talking about the rest of the year, that he's having more than one vegetable. Why? Because if you're talking about the seder, why do you have to wash your hands two times? Now you wash your hands in the beginning of the meal and just have in mind the whole time. It even says in the Gemara that a person can not right? I mean, it doesn't say that here, but I'm saying we learned in, you know, previously that a person could hypothetically wash their hands in the morning, put on gloves or something so they don't touch anything and, and have in mind all day. You know? Well, yeah, well, it's going to be hard to not touch anything, but yeah, that's why I'm saying gloves. But yeah, hypothetically, if he washes his hands carefully and he makes sure he doesn't touch anything, one netilat yadayim could cover all the eating of the day. So if you're washing your hands, you're sitting at the table for the next hour and you're, you know, you're take, telling the story or whatever, so why do you have to wash your hands a second time? Another good raya for the grab, because why doesn't it say, well, the netilat yadayim before it was, you know, it wasn't a real netilat you didn't say the bracha. Okay, interesting. Anyway, Amalu Rav Papa. So Rav Papa said, "No, Adur Rabba, the opposite." Hachait Mar. We're talking specifically about the seder. Because why would you assume that there's going to be two different dippings? On any other day, when else do you dip? In fact, we say Amin. We do it two times. It's unique, right? Ella my hachait mar. Talking about the seder, and it's like dam chesim elamli. So why do you have to wash your hands twice? Ha mashale yade chadazimna amre kevan debaile memar agadeta vahalela. Since you have to say the hagada and the halel, or the you know the beginning of the halel at least. Dilma asuche aschele datev naga. Maybe the guy's not paying attention. In other words, it drags on, and who knows if he's really watch- watching what he's doing with his hands. So, since, in other words, when you go right from one food to another food, so probably you're not touching anything else, but since there's going to be this long discussion in the middle, maybe you scratch your head, you touch your shoe, you do that, whatever. We don't know, so you wash again. Uh, right? If a person eats matzah without eating it, in other words, he doesn't chew it, but he swallows it down like a pill, he, he, that's fine. But yatsa. If you swallow maor, you don't uh, you don't fulfill this fabala matzah maor yidei matzah yatzah yidei maor lo yatzah. If you swallow them at the same time, now it's not talking about where he says. Interestingly, before we said if you swallow matzah maor at the same time, if you eat matzah maor at the same time, rather it won't be good for the matzah because the maor is only derabanan and the matzah is deraitan. So we have mitzvot mivatlot zo but it says that's only true, okay. 
That's only true when you chew it because they mix together. But if you actually swallowed them simultaneously, I don't recommend doing this. It's very dangerous. But you know, the person did that, so they actually would would fulfill the mitzvah of, of matzah. But if they wrap it in like a uh, a piece of a tree, like a what do you call that? Like a not, uh, like a leaf. It's like a leaf, right? A seed is like a leaf. You don't even get the mitzvah of matzah because the because the the matzah didn't even go down your throat. It was covered in something else. It was like you you you, drank, you you swallowed it in a bag. It didn't even go down your digestive tract normally. It didn't touch the throat or anything like that. So that wouldn't count. Now the somebody actually asked me, "Halachalim," I said, "Do they? What about a person who lost their sense of taste from COVID? You know." Right, so so seemingly maror they won't be able to do because you have to have tam maror. You can't really, uh, yeah. Uh, now they'll listen to the the person who's saying the rachav the said there say say amen. You know, but I guess you know they can just have in mind. But it's a good question because they they can't have if they really can't taste anything, so then they wouldn't have tam maror. It's a good question whether they would. Fill the it's a taste. That's why it's saying if you swallow it alone without chewing it, you don't get the mitzvah because you're supposed to taste it. If what if you can't taste? You know. The matzah, you don't need to taste it. You don't need to taste it. That's why he's saying, Why? Because the matzah doesn't need to taste it. It's just achila. You ate it. Okay, as long as it went down your throat, in, in your mouth, down your throat, and there was nothing around it, it's good. Right? I don't think that would be derech achila. It's not derech achila. It's not derech achila. If he can't eat, he can't eat it. But I don't think so. I don't think it would work. I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be kederech achila. Yeah, yeah. What if you could sniff? What if you make it into a like cocaine? You sniff it, you know, and it goes also. What about that? I mean, you can think of all kinds. Of, it's not gederch. It's not gederch achila. That's it. Anyway, Amar Rav Shimi Barashi. He said, each person should have in front of them uh, their own matzah, their own maror, and their own charoset. But only the, the person who's saying the haggadah, the, the leader, has to remove the table. And as we learned before, that after the kiddush, they remove the table. And, you know, after the charos, after the uh, maror, uh, the... The karpas, they remove the table. So that's the, uh, that is uh, only done in front of the person who's running the seder, not everybody. Now remember, back then, everyone had their own table. So they, we don't have that anymore anyway. But it doesn't matter because that all these things, you only need one set. You don't need to have, if you have 20 people, 20 seder plates with each person's table, you don't need that. Just the person saying that. That is what the halacha is. That's why you don't see that kind of thing. Right? Now, why do we take the table away? I'm right there, of course, because we want the children to ask questions. They notice that the, what's going on, why is the meal stopping in the middle? We just, all we have is a one piece of vegetable. Right? Most kids, that's the part they skip. They're waiting for the real food. Right? So they get very upset. Right? Abaye was sitting in front of Rabbah. He was younger. He was a kid. In other words, Rabbah was his adopted father. Right, so he because uh, he was an orphan, so he was he's talking about when he was a kid. He saw they were taking the table away. We didn't even eat anything yet. Why are you taking the table away? Because Abaye was little, right? So he's in other words, he actually responded the way they're supposed to, right? The kids are supposed to ask, "What's going on?" You just got us out of the obligation of saying manishtana, right? Uh, yeah, that's what the Tosafot asks, right? Yeah, so everyone asks that. What, what do you mean? What, the manishtana is really uh, supposed to be four different questions. They only ask about the table. Right, so, so the, the thing is, 
I'll tell you what they say, and then I'll tell you what uh, what seems to be the sim- more simple reading. They, what they answer is that, oh, that was just the first question he asked, but then he asked about everything else also, and that's why they didn't have to say The reason why I think that's a stretch of an interpretation is that he didn't really exempt them from saying Manishtana, he just said it. It just means he said it then. He asked all the questions. Right. If, you, right. if you look at the Mishnah, what it says is, Mosgin Lokos Sheni, we're going to see, we're going to get to it soon, Vekana Ben Shoel, right? So, that uh, that the child is supposed to ask something then. And if he doesn't ask, then vomer manishtana. In other words, the manishtana is when he doesn't ask. If he asks his own question, you don't need manishtana. That's the pshat. I'm saying the pshat is that they don't have to, they say manishtana because kids don't ask anything. So therefore he's telling him, oh, this is what's different. This, this, this. He's, he has to take an active role. But if the child asks his own questions, you go with the child's question. Right? But it's, it's talking about a case where the kid didn't ask questions. So that seems what the pshat is. In other words, the pshat is that if the kid initiates his own question, you don't need to say a formalistic manishtana is not necessary. However, the Tosafot thinks that the manishtana is necessary no matter what. So it must be that Abaye then proceeded to ask all the questions, which kind of makes the, the Gemara kind of more difficult to understand because what is the... So if he asked all four questions anyway, so how did he exempt them from saying Manish He just did it on his own. I mean, it's, it's harder to understand. But anyway, Amar um, Shmuel said, Lechem Oni. What is Lechem Oni? Lechem Oni means the poor man's bread, right? That's the Lechem of bread of affliction, right? That's what, what, what they said back then. Now we call it Lechem Oni because after you pay for it, you become poor. Because so expensive, right? The only thing that you can buy today in a normal bakery that you still pay like only cents is, is bread. You go into a bakery, you can still get bread. It's very cheap. But matzah is like uh, $30. But if you go into a regular, a regular store, like the one thing you can still go and they weigh it and they give you like uh, for 50 cents, you know, under a dollar, you can get bread. It's, ama- it's still something that's a very basic Basic thing. It's amazing. When I go in a bakery sometimes, I rarely go anymore, but when I go, it always surprises me. I think there might be. Is there, is there some law related to it? I'm not sure. No. But it's, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's amazing that, uh, it's amazing though that, you know, it's still such a basic thing that it's, you know, you go to a bakery, you actually pay like under a dollar for something. It's like, you don't, you never see that. Anyway, um, Oni also means to answer or to raise the voice, like it says, and the Bikurim and the bringing of the first fruits. La'anot is to also to call out, to say lots of words over it. Tani nam yachi lechem oni. No, la'anot also means just laharim etakol. To say, to declare something. Like when it says, ve'anita ve'amartal fnei Hashem aloecha, that nobody asked him anything. Just means he's making a declare, a declaration. Right? So, so that, and again, we have a bright that says, lechem oni, lechem shonim dvarim harbe. Bread that you say many things over. And that's why you have to have the matzah. It always says, uncover the matzah during the Haggadah. So you're saying the words of the, uh, of the Haggadah over the matzah because you're explaining why we're eating the matzah this night. So you're supposed to have it re- revealed in front of you. Right? The lechem oni, anikativ. It's written without a vav in the Torah. It's written with a dot over the ayin. So lechem oni, without a vav, ma just like a poor person eats a broken piece of bread so afghan so to here we use a broken piece of bread so we know that we break the middle matzah we do the yachatz right that's part of the of the order of the said there it doesn't actually say that in the uh, in the gemara anywhere it just says that you have to have a pusa you have to have a broken matzah in fact the rambam doesn't have yachatz in his um, said there he just says that at the time of the hamotzi you break it before saying the uh, for saying the bacha. He doesn't say you do yachatz as one of the steps, but we do that. And it says, Just like a poor person, he has to help his wife 
gentlemen just finished the party. He has to help his wife bake. So he lights the fire and she bakes it up because they want to save fuel. So they don't want to like have her light the fire and then while it's burning, I guess, you know, she starts to get the food ready and they're losing, uh, losing fuel. So therefore he lights the fire while she's preparing and then she bakes right away. So to here, ofa. So, so to here we have, he lights the fire and she bakes because, you know, she wants to, you know, we have to do it right away, meaning it's done as a team effort so that, so that as soon as the, the dough is needed, it goes right into the oven and it's baked as quickly as possible. So that's the, uh, that's the concept. Now, in the, um, there is a big machlok at Rishonim. It's kind of famous about uh, the prusa, the issue of the prusa, because we have a conflict over the, the broken piece of bread because every, every holiday you have a mitzvah of lechem oni. You have to have two... I'm sorry, Lechem Mishneh. You have to have two loaves, right? You have to have two loaves every Shabbat, every Yom Tov, and they have to be whole. So what do you do on on the Seder night? So that's why some said, well, really, you have to accommodate both concepts. You have to have a broken matzah and also two whole ones because Lechem Mishneh at every every holiday and every Shabbat, you have to have two loaves. We always have two loaves or here, two matzot. So how can you break one in half? And make a hamotzi over one and a half. You can't do that because it's a broken one. So therefore, you have to add another one. And that's why that's how we came with the three matzot. We have the three matzot. We have two matzot for lechem mishneh, one matzah that we break for the the idea of prusa. However, the Rambam and the Rif have the opposite. They say no. What is the idea of, le- of the lechem oni? It's that you don't have lechem mishneh. That's the whole idea. That the second matzah is broken is the whole concept. That you're not having a full. It's almost like vinafochu. It's like I'm going to show that I'm very poor by having three matzot instead of two. It doesn't really make that much sense. Right, it makes more sense to have two when you break one. What? The ribbon, the, uh, yeah. For some reason, uh, it's true, but I guess you know when it's uh, you know the the the, the Shulchan Aruch ended up going with the uh, with the with with the Rosh. The, the, yeah, maybe, maybe, but it, also the Gra also had only two matzot. Even Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Moshe Feinstein, uh, you know, had only uh, two matzot also. Um, there are people you who have that custom. Yeah, meaning they broke the second one. Yeah. So they would end up with one and a half. He said that's the whole concept of, of the, uh, of the lechem oni that you're, di, di, you know, you're taking away from the, uh, from the lechem mishneh. It's not to have lechem mishneh plus more. It's like almost uh, the opposite of the idea of, uh, of lechem oni. But that's, uh, that's an interesting halachte. But I mean, our practice is that we always have three matzot, but it's a, it's a similar concept to why the, like the Shulchan Aruch says, oh, you have to have two kizetim in the first hamotzi. Why? Oh, because one is for the mitzvah of matzah. One is for the mitzvah of the meal of the Yom Tov, right? There's a mitzvah to eat on Yom Tov, a kazayit of bread on every Yom Tov at the seudah, at the meal. And you also have a mitzvah to eat matzah, so you have to do both. Of course, the, the, an answer to that would be, it's not like, in other words, the mitzvah, it's like on Sukkot. You're eating a kazayit of bread in the sukkah as your meal is the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah. You're eating because I have matzah is your meal. What, 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 you don't need to have. You don't need to double up on it. It's the same thing. Right, you, you, says, the, the, right a little bit more. Right. That's to be machmir. He's being machmir for that opinion. But not everybody agrees that you have to have two kazetim on that.